Welcome to the Power Your Life radio show with host and success doc, Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us on Power Your Life, and I'm Dr. Joanne White, your host. And to all of those who are handling the challenges of snow and other challenges, we're just sending you some beautiful warm wishes and to stay safe. And today I have two wonderful people that I adore and that have been on the Power Your Life show, and their message is so important, not just their message, but what they do to help the lives of children and adults with autism and their families, and they're here to share some wonderful stories and also an incredible celebration. I'm talking about Linda Cooper and Deborah Wallace Foreman. Linda Cooper is celebrating 10 years of her foundation, Autism Cares Foundation's focus to improve the life experiences of children and young adults with autism and also their families. As co-founder and CEO of the Board of Directors of the Autism Cares Foundation, she strives to improve the lives of individuals with autism and their needs help her determine the future of the foundation and how it can best benefit these individuals as well as their families. As a mother of a child with autism, she also knows firsthand the challenges that those caring for someone with autism face. Linda challenges the foundation and other organizations to address the shortcomings in today's care system, relentless in her pursuit to enrich the lives of those with autism. Linda is also a contributor to Congressman Mike Fitzpatrick's Autism Roundtable Forums with other autism professionals to address issues that face people with autism as well as their families. Establishing the Autism Cares Foundation has required a great deal of hard work, positivity, and intense dedication of which she steps right up to the plate. And Deborah Wallace Foreman has been raising a child with autism and recognizes that it can be challenging, yet as well as the challenges, the joys and the gifts that each child brings to those around them are so beautiful and special. Deborah's going to tell us about what she's learned raising her son with autism and the many gifts that she's received. Deborah is a journalist, a blogger, a motivational speaker, as well as a publicist, and she uses her passion for writing and storytelling to help the Autism Cares Foundation spread its message of kindness and acceptance for all children. She's a staunch autism advocate, as well as the mother of a 12-year-old son with autism, whose name is Adam. Deborah has written extensively on special needs parenting, choosing kindness, increasing acceptance, and finding the gifts that each child with autism and with other special needs offer to the world. Thank you both for being here on this very snowy day. 
Yes, it sure is a very snowy day. Thank you for having us, Dr. White. It's my pleasure. pleasure. Now, we're all excited because April is Autism Awareness Month, and you are both doing something to celebrate the 10th anniversary of the Autism Cares Foundation. So, Lynn, I want to initially, I know that you've been on before, but some of our listeners are new. So tell us about a little bit about the Autism Cares Foundation and what you and what this celebration is all about. Well, we're extremely excited about um uh, celebrating our 10th anniversary. We're calling it the Diamond Celebration. And uh, as you mentioned uh, uh, in the beginning of the, of the, uh, to your listeners, the Autism Cares Foundation was created because one of our sons, his name is Michael, has autism. And his world was extremely different from his brother's world. Uh, Frankie had friends. He had social engagements. Uh, he had things to do uh, and was engaging uh, to the community, where Michael's world pretty much stopped when he came home uh, from school and was met with, I call it a revolving door of therapists uh, that would come in and to engage Michael and to help him um, move forward in his developmenting, developmenting uh, stages. Um, so it was, it was quite a struggle. It was very difficult. And my husband and I met the challenge, met the challenges, uh, like any parent would, uh, going through, um, you know, talking with friends and trying to gather thoughts uh, there, as well as uh, hitting the internet and finding out all we could about autism because we had no clue what what autism was. And at that point, we thought about how we could change Michael's world and how we can change hundreds and hundreds of other families that are coping and dealing with with the same struggles of having a loved one with autism. And that's when we decided to throw out the old rule book and uh, start our own rule book uh, of acceptance and uh, compassion uh, for uh, people with autism. And Autism Cares Foundation uh, was created. What are some of the the programs, I I want to get to the adult program later, but what are some of the programs that the Autism Cares Foundation has that that you think are are very unique and special and really bring people together and really celebrate their lives and and their unique beauty? Exactly. Well, if I can go back, when we first started Autism Cares Foundation, it was primarily myself organizing these events and activities and, and reaching out to close friends to help. Uh, the foundation has grown today where we have professional staff uh, who assist us in running the organization and operational and help organize hundreds and hundreds of volunteers who, who support our activities. So, Joanne, uh, Dr. White, excuse me, uh, the number of events increased uh, from six events in 2008 to approximately 200 free events and activities per year. So I am proud to share with all of you uh, we have reached over 1,200 of these life enrichment activities as of today. And, and some of the many activities that we provide, uh, Dr. White, are sensory-friendly movies. We have a glee club, uh, bouncing and trampoline outings, weekly fitness program, social dances, our annual prom coming up in May, and holiday parties, and uh, our iPad technology, and so much more. So we have touched so many lives, and the families consider what we do 
to be an absolute necessity. And over the past several years, we have reached out to serve all special needs. You know, that's so wonderful, and it's and it's so very important because the needs are very diverse. And yeah. like you said, it, a lot of it starts with just acceptance and, and realizing some of their specific challenges and unique gifts that you can help bring out and, and help work with in, in some of the programs. You yes, also because do we all have different with, needs. Yes, that's true. You also do work with families and siblings and have activities for them. Can you share some of those activities? Oh, absolutely. We feel that as a family, and, and, I, and I can share from, from my experience with my own family, it's hard to go to an event. It's hard to go to an event where uh, Michael, I could take Michael to dinner or I could take Michael to a movie or I could take Michael uh, to any social outing that typical peers attend. And, you know, what happens most of the time is, is he's unable to stay. He's unable to stay and enjoy uh, either a dinner or a social outing. And I find that the Autism Care Foundation has certainly enriched his life and our families. And it's really helped Frankie, our older son. Uh, he has been a tremendous support for his brother. And it's helpful when Frankie can attend an event where he can connect with others uh, just like him that are dealing with either a sister or brother uh, that is struggling with autism. And he, he helps them as well, actually. Uh, it's wonderful having a Frankie at an event because he gets to connect with with the siblings and, you know, to help them out and, and give them advice. Uh, it's, it's really important for them to connect with each other, and our events are able to do that. They're able to go to an event, and they're able to connect with others, and they also develop friendships, and they're also helpful to each other. And it's good you to know, have it's that. It's good to have that. It is. I think it's wonderful, and Frankie has really become an advocate, not just for his oh, his brother, and, but and I for have other. To say, even yes, I'm ahead. sorry. No, I was saying even for even for myself, uh, when I go to an event, you know, I might have an off day, or Michael has an off day. It's nice to go to an event, and I share that relationship with the other moms because they're very special as well. That's and dads. <laughs> And, you know, what's important is, is historically, and I hope this doesn't offend anybody, but historically many of the dads weren't as involved as the moms were, and and that's changed. And I think it's so beautiful. Absolutely. You and your husband, Frank, have been co-founders and and have this common goal to to not only help your son but to help so many children with autism and special needs. So I think that's wonderful. And I, and I agree with you. I think the dad's participation uh, has been wonderful. I see many dads come to our events, too, uh, and my husband enjoys going, and he enjoys connecting with the dads. I mean, it's kind of great to talk about, you know, what's going on in the NFL or, or any of the other uh, games uh, that are taking place and, and to have that relief, so to speak, you know, after dealing uh, with, with, you know, there's days and then there's, there's days. Right. Well, also it's important that there that we're out of the realm of being uncomfortable or having shame or 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 right. kind of hiding all of it. So the fact that 
that dads and moms and siblings can share their stories with with other people that that are going through similar situations and be able to laugh and cry and and really feel that they have a support system and they're not alone is so very beautiful. And that is all of Autism Care Foundation. That is absolutely what we're trying to do is bring the whole family together. This this is something that is very needed to go to an event and not have to worry uh, about uh, how my child's going to act. They're accepted and we welcome the families because it it's nice to do things with 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 your family. Sure, it brings a family together and it's fun and yeah. and fam- oftentimes especially in 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 again historically with with autism and special needs aut- oftentimes it's it's been the family, the unit that has been the most accepting and even the ones that have helped to change the laws and the systems to embrace people with with differences. So, Deborah, I wanted to shift gears a little bit because you've been so involved with the Autism Cares Foundation that, you know, that's become your mission in many ways, too. Can you describe what you do and and how you got involved in it and and how you see your role? Sure. Uh, I started taking Adam when he was three years old to one of the jump parties. Uh, We had been um, asked to leave uh, sports activities and other community activities where he just obviously didn't fit in. And instead of the families looking over at me and offering a hug and support, uh, we, we were said, this isn't a good fit. You, you, you shouldn't be coming here. You don't belong here. So when we found uh, something that he loved to do, bounce and jump with his friends, and I met Linda and I met Frank and I met the other parents, it was like coming home. It was like a family. You know, you belonged and you were accepted and nobody judged your your child. And and it was, as a mother, you know, it just warmed my heart. And uh, we would go to different activities and we would try a typical event. And sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. But, you know, we were on the, you know, the mailing list and we'd get the email blasts. And um, my husband passed away six years ago in March. Uh, Adam was six. Uh, I was a widow, uh, went back to work as a full-time writer and met Linda, and she said she was looking for somebody to help um, promote ACF and publicize it and write about it and be passionate about it, which came naturally to me because Adam is my heart. And uh, so that's what I've been doing the last few years. So when I, when I meet uh, a celebrity or a radio host or uh, any type of person that I do for my freelancing and my journalism, I, I mention Autism Cares Foundation and, and, and they and we connect that way and I try to get businesses and the community and other people who might not know about us or who might not be that involved, friends, family members, corporations, anybody, you know, to help us and get involved. You know, it's so important because we do need more involvement and and there are so many people, even throughout history, that have had learning differences, autism, and, and, and differences in, in how they perceive the world, and yet they have done some incredible, you know, I could do a whole list. They've done some incredible work and have left us with beautiful legacies and, and beautiful gifts that we may not have had. And yet, Oftentimes, these are the individuals, as you both know, that have been shunned and looked on, looked upon as, 
as not smart or or not able to participate or whatever. So kudos to to you and for what you're doing. Now, you also do a lot with spreading the word, you know, advocacy about the joys and the gifts of raising a child with autism and what that's about. And I think that's so important for people to know because oftentimes people will say, oh, your life must be so hard or what a struggle, or what, and they don't look at the other side. So can you share, Deborah, some of those wonderful gifts and joys that you have experienced with raising Adam and also with being involved with, with some of the other children and families? Well, what I found from Adam and, and the um, children and adults involved with Autism Cares Foundation is they usually are able to find and nurture a passion, whether it's music or art or some of them have amazing memories, you know, whether they're verbal or not verbal, you can find Adam loves dinosaurs, Adam loves animals. So if you find, um, you know, so you go to a teacher or a learning support person and they say, well, you know, your son is a year or two behind and, and it breaks your heart as a mom. But then when you look at something like 4-H, he can stay there for hours and learn how to, you know, do whatever needs to be done for for goats and pigs and sheep and tell you all the kinds and 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 really learn and 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 be engaged by it. So I think we have to find it's true for typical children, but I think it's even more important for children with autism and other special needs to find that that one thing that they are excited about and and they love, you know, through the iPad. I I try to find apps about animals and dinosaurs and you know disney movies whatever it is that excites him and and nurture that and that pays off and and he'll he'll sing songs about it and write stories about it and you just don't know what your children are capable of and, and unless you give them the nudging and you know and a little bit of pushing and and some guidance and and we we celebrate everything that Adam is and everything that he can do. He's very funny. He's very empathetic. He's very sweet. And you you just have to look for those, you know, people want to look at, they don't have good eye contact or children or, or they can't do this or they can't do this. No, I focus on what he can do. And, uh, and I uh, celebrate it every day. You know, I think that way. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Linda. No, I was just saying, Deb, Deb, is absolutely right. That's how we feel about Michael. We celebrate his accomplishments and um, and we treasure them. You know, uh, and and I certainly support that. I remember when I was teaching children with autism and special needs, and we did the same thing. Even to learn something, oftentimes there were steps. So to learn something like tying your shoe, and it may not be someone with autism, you had to go through different steps to get to the point being able to to tie those laces each step is because oftentimes children are so challenged to get through that and each step was a beautiful celebration what do you think either Linda or Deborah what do you think the schools need to do to be more sensitive and more receptive to children with special needs that that at this point you don't think is being done well, I can speak on behalf of Michael's experience and my experience and my family's experience. Um, Michael's had uh, some pretty challenging years, uh, very sad, actually. 
and it was a struggle. And I have to say that I had so much support uh, from from Michael's school uh, where they would contact me and ask how Michael's doing, what can I do to help you. Uh, I'll be honest with you, Joanne, I had a mother's nightmare with my son. Uh, he did end up in crisis uh, for five weeks. Uh, I was completely, believe it or not, I was completely lost because uh, it was, I put my mother's hat on now and, all, you know, everything that I've learned and all my resources, you know, at that point, um, it really, it really was heartbreaking, but we, you know, but I had to put myself together, my husband and I, and, and, uh, you know, we, we looked for the guidance, uh, and I, I, I will have to say they were, they were very helpful. They were very caring. Um, you know, it's so hard working with, with our children because they're so different in many, many ways. What one child does, the other child might not do. Or the, the even even the challenges that they face, they're they're so different. But but speaking from my experience now, and I know Deb I definitely will share her experience. But going through the crisis that my family went through, um, the love and support that Michael received uh, from his school and from the teachers and the aides really helped and carried us through these hard times, as well as the many many families and friends from Autism Care Foundation. Everyone played a part uh, in supporting our family, and um, it helped us through tremendously. It truly did. You know, that's wonderful when, when schools can and, and teachers and professionals, aides, can really step up to the plate and they, really they help really make did. the experience. They really did. They really did. And, you know, and I knew all of this. That's what's the tough part of it. I, I, I knew all of this, but I needed that other person on the other end to say, remember this, Linda, this is what you do. And uh, Well, when you're going helped. through a challenge or a crisis by yourself, even though you're the professional, you, <laughs> exactly. you do need exactly. other people who that that support. So, so yeah, and it's, and it's great that you got that, and it's great that, You've, you and Michael and your family have moved through that. Deborah, what about your yes. take on, on schools and, and the learning and educational system? I find myself frustrated at the IEP meetings, um, individualized education plan. Adam has one. He's had one for a while. And I find certain therapists and teachers really are on board and they really want to help him and they get him and they don't mind the extra time and attention that it might take or that he might have a meltdown or slide back or whatever. But um, I also find there are educators who, who don't want the extra work. You know, they're already overburdened. So when I go to a meeting, I'm the one who will say, sometimes to the typical teacher, why isn't he learning the spelling words that the fifth grade class is learning? Why does he have his own little list? And they said, well, we didn't think he could do them. And I said, well, could you try? I mean, you don't know until you actually try. So I'm pushing right. not too much. And uh, so far he's had three or four tests. He, he got an 80, a 75, a 90, and the last one he didn't do so well, so we're going to do it again. But uh, you just don't know what our children can do unless, you know, I don't want to overburden him, but I want to give those nudges and those pushes to, you know, to get him to whatever level he can be at. 
So, you know, his writing is better, his reading is better, his comprehension is better, and, and you do have, you know, three steps forward and sometimes one or two back. So to have that school system who understands that, who listens to the parent, and I have a lot more IEP meetings, I think, than the average parent. You could have one a year, you could have two or three. You know, I try to do it every three or four months or so just to make sure that, you know, that he's getting all the services that he needs and uh, and that they understand inclusion, I think, can get lost sometimes, you know, by taking our children off to other special classes and, and thinking that that's inclusion or, you know, I just, I'm always pushing for a little bit more for him. And, you know, I think that's so important. I've actually met, not personally, but through conversations and Skype, a few adults with autism, one in particular who's in in UK who who didn't have any language for many, many years and now writes and has a book and is an advocate and goes into schools. And so you're right. I mean, if we don't challenge to the extent that we're not causing upset or or making a child feel that, that he or she has to do so much that it, that it's overwhelming, but to be able to see their their gifts and to help expand them and, and get them excited about things. I think that that's so important and I think you're you're having a handle on it and and keeping keeping professionals accountable. I you know, I that's that's important because these kids who knows like you said, these kids are capable of who knows what, but do we just stop or do we con- do we explore and let our children help us find find the little nuggets and ways that they can beautifully express themselves and also share with the world. I'm excited because I believe it was just last year, Linda, you you created with the Autism Cares Foundation an adult services program, which yes. is beautiful and so needed and Tell us about that and what that means and and what you've been doing with that and how it's been growing. Well, I'll tell you, I'm extremely excited about our adult services division because as a parent, uh, we we see so much that is is happening with the with our special needs friends over the age of 21 with services for them. So in July of 2016, we launched our adult services division for over 21 for all special needs. So we provide a day habilitation program, home and community, and employment support. We are also licensed to provide pro, uh, pre-vocational training for special needs 14 to 21, which, will inc- which includes job skill, job training, and job development, and support. Uh, right now we have about 30 clients in our adult services division, and we have over 60 individuals on a waiting list. So wow. you could, you could, you, it's the need. It's such a need for, for, the, for them over 21. And bottom line is we need to expand, uh, which, which we are in the process of reviewing. And truthfully, how many, we need to edit, um, go ahead. No, I was going to say, how many young adults can you help at this point? Because you said you have a waiting list. Like, is what's the what's the limit, or is there a limit? 
Well, there is there is a limit, but we're actually looking more into it because regulations change frequently with the state. Uh, right now, we are allowed up to uh, 30 clients in our program, and that would be in our home, home and community program and day habilitation. So in order for us to fulfill the other 60 individuals, we need to find another location. And in wow. that find, in finding another location, we also have to hire another program specialist. Each program specialist oversees 30 clients. So we are at capacity right. right now with the facility that we're in. You know, it's so amazing because a million zillion years ago, I'm joking, but when <laughs> I did, worked on my dissertation, and my dissertation was about what happens with kids, young adults, when they exit the school system, like 21, and, and it was really polling a lot of families and parents about what they needed. And, and those needs, and we're talking like 20-plus years, more than that, years ago, those needs haven't changed. Well, they have, but, but some of those needs in terms of vocational training and programs and, and being Absolutely. able to work with employers and, and, and linking employers and getting them, you know, all of that, they're still there. And so even though we're getting better, there's so much more to do. Deborah, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Well, as a mother of a 12-year-old, you know, all of us are looking to the future, and uh, I know that there are, you know, businesses and corporations and mom-and-pop shops and, and websites that are springing up because parents like me are worried that their children won't not only have an income or a vocation or a career, but a sense of purpose because work is the reason that you get out of bed every day and you're excited. I love writing. I love advocating. I love being with Linda and all these people. This is what excites me. So I I don't think I'll ever retire. So for my son, (laughs) I want him to have something that he can hold on to, you know, whatever that is. So You want him to have a fulfilling life. Right, a fulfilling life where he can look forward to getting out of bed and being social and being with with other people at whatever level he's able to fulfill that. So I see the job skills and the job training and and um, as vital for for all of our children and as parents, what's going to happen to them when they're in right. an adult as adults is our biggest concern and what keeps us up at night. So these and that's programs why we're addressing are it. crucial. Right, and that's why right. we have to address right. it. Right, and it's so important. It's and it, important. it is why you're addressing it because parents yes. and parents need that. And and also, Deborah, what you just said, we we have a passion. I know you do, and Linda does, and certainly I do about our work and what we're doing. And and you, yeah, what you said is you want to be able to help your children have, discover, have that same passion about what it is they're experiencing and being able to share it and hopefully make an income from it and and wake up like you say you do every morning and and face their job or their day with that feeling of yes so that's very important very very and, important and it's important Linda, for you, the families right for definitely well for the families you know? it, it's firstly it's peace of mind and it, and exactly. it, and it's it's helping the fa- it's also helping the families help develop help their children develop 
their skills. Right. And it's, it's so, so, uh, so needed. And there's much more work that we have to do, but we definitely need to uh, expand. And I'm, I'm happy to say that we are looking in the process right now. We have an amazing team of, of staff and, and um, staff and staff members. Uh, we are working very hard uh, on, on serving their needs uh, for over 21. Now, and I go to Worlding, Joanne, and I watch them interact and do art projects and do baking and and communicate mm. in whatever way they can. And I love it. I get all these high fives, and they're all happy to be there and working towards goals and love the staff. And it's just such a great, great feeling when I, when I go there. And I there. love going to work every day and, and seeing all their <laughs> happy faces and their smiles and and say, good morning, Miss Linda, and they want to talk to me and tell me about the great weekend they have. And for those who have some difficulties in communicating, um, actually I'm, it's pretty exciting because uh, they, they come over to me now and they give me high fives and a big smile. Some of them come over and give me a hug. It truly is an amazing program. The, they, it, it truly is successful, and we have done so much uh, in this day program and with great structure and uh, organizing and planning their day. Uh, they've been going out in the community. They've been connecting with businesses. They've been connecting with rec centers. And it's just, a, it's just wonderful to see how happy they are. And you know what? When I leave that building, um, personally, uh, I do get a, a big smile on my face. And I'm so proud of everybody that's worked so hard to get us to where we are today. You know, that's so beautiful. Now, do you have liaisons with with um, businesses so that, that you help, you can actually work with certain businesses or companies to help some of the young adults get jobs or, or, or get job training or whatever outside yes. of? Yes, we are. That, that, is, that is absolutely the part of the adult services division. That does include all of that as well, Joanne, because that's what they need. They need to go out in the community as well. They need to uh, be able to function in the community. And they also, no matter what skills they have, we will absolutely help them and direct them and make them have a purpose and be successful in, in whatever direction they, they may lead. So the, the adult program, again, has skilled and staff where they're, they're on top of it. They're absolutely on top of it. We go by their ISPs. And we connect with the, the parents and their case coordinator. They come on tours. And, again, uh, to have over 60, 60 families that are on a waiting list and more people that are wanting to do a tour every single week. I think I heard that we do a tour almost three to four times a week. So, wow. you know what? It's, and, you know, we've, we've faced our challenges because, honestly, there's no rule book to start, to, to start an adult services division. This was done from the ground up, and it's been a learning experience. You know, you meet some challenges, you overcome those challenges, they become opportunities, it becomes growth and expanding. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're moving. We're shakers, you know. We're, we're going to keep moving and moving. And uh, I, I want to see so much uh, for uh, the, the future of them. Um, to, to go to a day program, to leave a day program, to come to an ACF event, uh, we're we're really touching their lives, and we're really giving them a purpose. We're giving them a meaning, and 
uh, I can't be happy, more happy for uh, for these families as we move forward and as we grow. And but we do have a lot of work to do. Well, and that you know that's that's wonderful. It's, it's wonder in a way you as well as many other people, you and Deborah have been pioneers in so many ways to to really help children and their families with, with special needs grow and. And one of the things you're doing that's so beautiful with the adult services program is is helping them learn new skills and training them so that they can go out into the world, make money, feel about their what they're doing, interact with other people, and feel like like Deborah said, feel like they want to wake up in the morning and and really feel good. And you've said that too. So I think it's so important. We only have a little bit of time, but how, both of you, what do you see is very unique, because you've both been involved with the Autism Cares Foundation, what do you see is is very unique and special about the foundation? I'm going to ask Deborah first. Okay. The, The number of programs and the breadth and the depth, you know, we have little ones and we have teens who are going to do uh, Lego uh, workshops and music appreciation, uh, We, you know, swimming, uh, glee club, teen prom that, you know, they would never get to go to a regular prom, the, the holiday parties, just the diversity, you know, a hayride. Um, and and it's a program that I would take a typical child to or that anybody would, but it's got, you know, that sensory friendly and family friendly and acceptance component. So you know, before Autism Cares Foundation or even now, we go to a sporting event here or, you know, there are organizations that dabble in a little bit, you know, take you to a, a, a game or an event or this or that, but this is consistent. This is 200 a year. And uh, and everybody feels welcome, and there's something for everybody's interest. Not every child likes sports or music, but, you know, they usually like, you know, running around, and they usually like, you know, the holiday party, and, and just – and everything is done with such thought and such care. Uh, Linda must have been a wedding planner or an event planner in her <laughs> last life because there's always twinkly lights and decorations made by some of the teens and adults with special needs, and, and it's pretty and it's inviting, and you don't feel like you're being shortchanged or, you know, like a second-class cousin or something. It, it's it's all A-plus and all beautiful and all wonderful, and uh, and it's for our kids and, and our adults. So the, the amount and and the and the number of events and how and how well thought out and planned and all the volunteers and just a very very classy uh, engaging and and Adam always runs up to Miss Linda Miss Linda I love you thank you for doing this you know can I take home this little um, you know table favor or whatever you know and they just yes, feel really special and loved and uh, and that's unique. Wonderful. Wow. <laughs> wow. Linda, what are you, the unique qualities of, of your foundation? Well, first of all, thank you, Deb, very much for your lovely, kind words. And uh, you've <laughs> certainly been instrumental in the success of the Autism Care Foundation. So I do thank you for all your hard work and dedication, as well as all the families and friends and businesses and donors and supporters uh, and our volunteers that have uh, continued to give the love, the passion, and support to the organization because it does take a village. It takes a village of people that 
that understand our passion and want to give back. And I will say we're very blessed with, with, with that entail because we do have amazing families and friends, and uh, we, I appreciate, we appreciate uh, every single one of them. And Deb actually hit the nail uh, on the head there because what makes us unique is the frequency of our events. The frequency of our events, there's something to do every single week. There's something to do for all ages, whether it is going to a bounce outing on a Monday night or the following Monday night it could be going to a trampoline park or it could be the biweekly glee club. Uh, it could be a concert. I'll tell you, Joanne, they performed the national anthem at the Council Rock bat- boys basketball game, and it was outstanding to see them in the center court singing the national wow. anthem. I mean, talk wow. about talk about your heart uh, pounding and pounding in the faces, and then the the people uh, all supporting around them, screaming and and uh, just loving them. And boy, that was a proud moment. That was an extreme proud moment. So these are these are events again that that are held for for them very frequently. Or fitness program we run every Thursday night. We have a a sensory friendly movie coming up uh this this sunday and monday and then monday we have roller skating uh so it just doesn't stop and i think what what's wonderful about it is that it is expanding i mean these events are not like they were back in 2008 where i had maybe uh, our very first event at the library we had a music event and we we did have 60 people show up but now we're getting over hundreds, you know, hundreds of families, uh, excuse me, hundreds of individuals attending our events. And that, and that, you know, I just got through adding up the numbers from last year. Clo- it was 4,700 people that attended wow. our events for 2017. 4,700 people. That, amazing. That's amazing. And then we're partnering yeah. with the Clemington Park uh, Splash uh, Clemington Park and Splash World, uh, Margie and her outstanding team um, are just so so wonderful and so supportive of all our special friends. This will be the third year that we're partnering with them, and we. You know what's also so wonderful is, is the ability, and we're going to have to wrap this up. The ability sure. of being able to give these individuals with choices because you're doing Absolutely. so many activities. And so that they have an opportunity to well, this is this is what I want to do. I don't like this, but I like this, there and I go. like this, and I want to. So that's so important. So both of you, firstly, we're out of time, and we could both we could all talk like forever about this. Oh boy, this could we? <laughs> it our hearts, definitely. How can our listeners support you guys and and reach you and connect with you and be able to learn more? Oh well, that's that's great. Thank you, thank you for that question, uh, Dr. White. Well, as you know, our 10th anniversary Diamond Celebration is coming up on Saturday, April 21st. Uh, it's an amazing night. We have Jim Donovan uh, going to be our master ceremony, um, and he's just 
uh, an amazing host. We love Jim, and he brings special magic to our event. So by coming to the gala, by by supporting it, whether if you can't come, making a, a wonderful contribution, being a sponsor, again attending. Uh, also, we we appreciate Linda. How do they volunteers. how do they find that out? What is there a website? Sure. Is there a link? Yes. What, All the what, information. Yes, thank you, thank you, Dr. White. All the information is on our website at www.autismcaresfoundation.org, uh, and that will will give you up to date information regarding our events, uh, how to help us help others. Wonderful, Deborah. What would you like to add to that in terms of getting people engaged and involved in in everything that you guys are doing? I just hope that I mean almost everybody I talk to has a friend or a loved one or a colleague, and when I go to our race or our gala and I meet people, even if they don't have a child or a grandchild with autism, they know someone, and there's so much that people can do with a donation or volunteering or coming yeah. to one event. Or It's pretty contagious. Once you get involved, you're going to feel loved and part of the family, and you're going to want to do more and tell your friends and colleagues. So come to the gala if you can. If you can't, donate, uh, tell people about us. It's really, um, it's not just a nonprofit. It's a family of families that that care about our children and want to make the world a better place with love and kindness and acceptance and inclusion. And it's a very, very important mission that we all care about. Yes. You know what? You said it all, and I think it's beautiful. And, yes, we care about it. (laughs) Thank you. That was perfect, Deb. I was just about going to say the compassion, understanding, and that was perfect, so thank you. Well, thank you both, and for all that you're doing for individuals with autism and special needs and their families, and for your beautiful open hearts to help change the world, like Deborah said, and make it better and more loving and more accepting of differences and to really celebrate, as we talked about, and support those differences because they can affect all of us in such a wonderful, outstanding way. Thank you both. It's beautiful to know you and to be a part of this. And I just want to let everybody know that more heaven because every child is special, even though we haven't done a lot of that for a while, work with that for a while. Some of the proceeds are going to go to the Autism Cares Foundation. But donate to them first. <laughs> thank you well, thank both you so much, for, Dr. White. Thank, my pleasure. And you, thank you both for all that you do and for taking the time out of your busy, snowy day, too, to be on the Power of Your Life. Have a blessed day. Stay safe. Thank you. You as well, Dr. White. Thank you very much. And thank you for all your listeners today. Thank you, Linda, thank you, Deborah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So autismcaresfoundation.org, find out more about how you can get involved. And really remember that there are so many beautiful people and these these families and, and Linda and Deborah are, are beautiful representatives of that who are here to change the world and to change how we see differences. So it's, so be a part of that, and thank you all. And next week we're shifting gears on Wednesday, March 28th. We're having a, an award-winning speaker and coach, Marianne Spencer, 
who will share her journey of healing and the ultimate fulfillment of love. So join us. And if you missed any part of today's Power Your Life show, remember you have the ability to power your life. You can go to Blog Talk Radio or my website, docwhite, D-O-C-W-H-I-T-E dot org. Remember, you have the ability to change our world, to create more love, and to also transform yourself and just take a little step each and every day to empower you in whatever way you can. Thanks so much for joining us, and have a blessed, safe day or evening wherever you are. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.